tattoos that may arcade and the bar. Grief for Mr. B in that old trophy case. Number four, we're still waiting for. Bring on the chase. Out on the field, a mile high. Broncos win is our desire. Couple with a breakfast crew and a friend bleed orange and blue to the bitter end. Come and join us, DBNBR. We are DNBR. Welcome, welcome, welcome into the DNBR Broncos Emergency Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Stevens, joined by my main man, my emergency podcast <laughs> man, Andre Simone. Andre, thank you so much for joining Ooh. me and holy smokes i don't want to sound ridiculous but this is the craziest day of news for the broncos and really for any nfl team i can ever remember dre yeah i'm shook there's never been an emergency pod that was more aptly named than this house is burning emergency 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 how are we still playing tomorrow emergency podcast um wow and by the way the broncos just extended their left tackle for many years hey oh just by the way, um, one of those is enough for a huge emergency podcast. You put them back to back, you sandwich them together. That's what we got. A little Saturday sandwich of highs, <laughs> lows, confusion. Jay, I don't I don't know what, when all this is coming down. I don't know whether to laugh, whether to cry, whether to be speechless, whether to just say everything. I'm thick. I mean, th this is just insane news. Yeah, it's really wild. Uh, when did you start to get rumblings that this was all going to go down? So Dre, were you were you on a plane coming home? No, right no, now? I, I've okay. been on a road trip. So road trip. We, okay, we were, so you were driving in, in. Yeah, exactly. I, well, I took a little, you know, fam family away time, and then I get back, and again, um, everything's burning to the ground. So fill me in. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, what what a day to just be. I mean, like the New Orleans Saints. Uh, they're, they're planning to land. They just landed about 16 minutes ago, Dre. I'm sure they have Wi-Fi and everything on the on the plane. But could you imagine? Mm. If they, they took off a couple of hours ago, they're playing Drew Locke, Brett Rippon's the backup. Maybe Blake Bortles will be the, the emergency quarterback if the Broncos need it because, of course, they knew Jeff Driscoll was going to be out in this game. By the time they land, Garrett Bowles has an extension, so he's certainly going to be the Broncos' starting left tackle tomorrow. And then also the Saints get to find out that they don't have to play a quarterback tomorrow. They don't have to play a quarterback. So, Dre, let's, let's reset. And, and let's yeah. get this time frame going on. So right about two hours ago, so right around 3 o'clock mm -hmm. in the afternoon, news comes down that all of the Broncos quarterbacks, the three quarterbacks that were practicing today, uh, Drew Locke, Brett Rippon, and Blake Bortles, were pulled from practice today right. because of some contract tracing concerns. Then it comes out that the Broncos quarterbacks, those three Broncos quarterbacks, were not wearing masks when they were around Jeff Driscoll just before he tested positive for COVID, deeming them high contact traces, right. meaning they are ineligible for the game tomorrow. It doesn't matter. They've taken all the tests. They've come back negative, negative, negative. But the way the NFL has set it up with the players union, if those, if there's a high contact, they have to be out a certain amount of time. So they are ruled right. ineligible to play tomorrow. Just about an hour later, Garrett Bowles gets a four-year, $68 million extension, $17 million a year, making him the fourth highest paid offensive tackle. Then more news coming out about the Broncos quarterback situation that the game is still on. 
The Broncos don't have a quarterback tomorrow, and they are still playing the game. They're not even postponing it tonight. They're not postponing it to Monday. They're not postponing it to Tuesday, despite on Thanksgiving that game being postponed till Sunday. Then again, it being postponed till Tuesday. Everyone's up in arms. And honestly, the way I feel about this, Dre, is it's only a matter of time until this game is moved. Has that's to be. just, I mean, that that's the way that I'm viewing this right now. It has to be moved, right? Right. Unless they're really picking out the Broncos because of this no mass situation and really trying to make an example. That just seems a little drastic considering uh, we've seen how the NFL's dealt with Tennessee. We've seen how the NFL's dealt with the Patriots and that Broncos game having to be canceled. Um, I'm with you. If I were, you know, if I were a betting man and <laughs> you betcha I am, uh, I would gamble <laughs> that this game isn't going to be played tomorrow. But I, uh, there's a sick part of me that almost hope it <laughs> hopes it is just to see this all unfold because this is just madness right now. Well, and you're exactly right. And it is a good point, uh, Dre, because a lot of people are going after the NFL. Why is the NFL doing this? Mm -hmm. It's not fair. Well, I agree. It's not yes. fair. Oh, but you made a exactly. great point about this could be the NFL saying last week, mm -hmm. one week ago, we sent out a memo, and in all caps, it said masks must be worn at all times. And then the NFL found out that three of the Broncos quarterbacks, maybe even all four if, Je if they were throwing Jeff Driscoll in there, weren't wearing masks. And so they want to make an example out of the Broncos, and I'm not saying that's right, but this is what they could be doing by this. And it certainly would be a big advantage for the New Orleans Saints, who Dre, I mean, insult to injury. I mean, just dumping salt on an open wound. The New Orleans Saints have the best run defense in the NFL. And so now the Broncos are going to have to rely on that if this game is played. Yeah, I mean, both teams, you know, I wouldn't want to be Dennis Allen necessarily, the Saints defensive coordinator in this situation either. Because if, if this does unfold, uh, and the NFL does make an example. And, you know, the logic being, even if the guys who didn't wear masks are testing ne uh, negative right now, they could, th there could be, con you know, it, it, there could be an incubation period where they're not testing positive now, but they could down the road having been exposed by Driscoll and letting them play would be in, in a sense, exposing the rest of the, the rest of the saints, you know, as well. So that's kind of the logic there. But, um, yeah, if this were to be played, Dennis Allen's really going to have to refresh his Saints defense on how to defend the triple option and how to stop wildcat formations and what are we going to do on reverse runs and what are we going to do on double flea flickers and stuff like that um, and just kind of be prepared for anything. It's If this is played, it's really going to be just a wild game plan. Um, you know, it, everything is possible. Everything is possible. And so Dre, you said that Dennis Allen, that this may not be a fun task for him deciding on what, trying to guess on what the Broncos are going to do. Well, Vic Fangio and Pat Shermer have less than 24 hours to completely make a new game plan. I mean, credit to John Fox back in the day for, for flipping their game plan for Tim Tebow, but they didn't do that overnight. Like the Broncos are going to have to do now. This is something completely unheard of. So what the Broncos are doing right now, 
they're to tossing a few names around. You have Royce Freeman, who was, of course, listed as the emergency quarterback earlier this year. And mm -hmm. you have Kendall, Kendall Hinton. Pardon me. There we go. <laughs> Kendall Hinton, uh, uh, who is on the practice squad as a wide receiver, Dre, undrafted mm -hmm. out of Wake Forest. He did play quarterback his first two years in college was Wake Forest quarterback his freshman year, then kind of transitioned into a different role. We're talking about a guy who has 1,000 passing yards in his career in college, 881 rushing yards, and over 1,000 receiving yards. So he can really do it all, can he? That's right. Not bad. Yeah, I was um, I was watching some highlights right before we got on. And, of course uh, you were. The, the guy can run. Um, he, he can throw it too. It's going to be a lot of one read kind of stuff, but um, it'll be interesting. Now he is, he does take some snaps as the practice squad quarterback for the Broncos. I think he has occasionally now because the Broncos have four quarterbacks. I think they've really been relying on those guys. <laughs> this is insane. See, so, I mean, at, here's what I would say. If they ever do use him as a practice squad quarterback, it's probably in practicing for, I mean, but they haven't played the Ravens this year. They haven't, they played the Saints, but I mean, or they yeah. played the Patriots, but that wasn't in preparation for Cam Newton. I don't know, but that could be one thing I do as Shermer is like, Hey, let's have you play um, a few snaps that you've done in the practice squad that we know that read option quarterbacks like to use. Yeah, he's taken scout team snaps at quarterback this year. That yeah, was like an official report. And uh, and uh, this week, they were relying on Jeff Driscoll to prepare for uh, what Taysom Hill brings to the table. So it, it is good that he's had some experience. But man, th this is something like I've never seen before. And that's just why it's really hard for me to think that this game is going to be played. But right now... That's the message the NFL is saying. So the Broncos have to prepare for this. And we have a lot of questions saying, if the game is moved till Monday, if the game is moved till Tuesday, can these guys play? Uh, and I'm not exactly sure because when were they deemed? Was it was it today when they were pulled out of practice? Was it Thursday? Uh, because they've been around each other uh, earlier today after being high, deemed high contacts on Thursday. And we talked to Vic Fangio earlier this morning before all of this news came out, before he was pulled of his three quarterbacks in the organization. Uh, Vic said that he, the NFL recommended that the team practice on Thursday, even though Jeff Driscoll had a positive COVID test. And he said the league gave them the go-ahead to practice yesterday, although Vic was the one who put the brakes on that and said, no, we're not going to practice. And then, of course, the league allowed them to practice today. So really, and, and what, what a lot of people are upset at, and I totally understand, is there seems to be a double standard here with how the league is handling this game, how the Broncos have the most wild situation that we've ever seen with COVID-19 right now, completely wiping out not just a position group, but the quarterbacks themselves. And yet we have the craziest situation going on and game is still going forward. That's just why the, the two don't match up so much that I just can't see this being played. But as of now, Broncos have to prepare like it is. This is so wild. This is this is unbelievable. I mean, and at this point, really, if the game is played, absolutely, it's it's only to make an example of the Broncos. 
um and and the not mask wearing and yeah we shall see we shall see some read option stuff i can't wait to do the tailgate tomorrow morning with our guy uh henry chisholm who's written a whole film room on breaking down you know the the triple option offense from air force and troy calhoun this is something he's talked about coaches um across the globe about um so he really knows that stuff inside out i'd love to hear his insights on how you you stop that how you defend that um this is wild i i, I i'm shook right now i i still haven't been able to to figure any of this out zach I mean, well i I, <laughs> I i that's exactly what i was saying dre i don't know what to be speechless uh you no, know just no, to say no. you know it's some expletives right now right. about just and that's i think what broncos country is feeling and earlier today as funny as it is pat Shermer multiple times said i like to run the ball we want to run the ball well pat right. here you go <laughs> you'll be running the ball again like i said earlier against the best run defense in the entire NFL with the Saints. They're giving up 75 yards per game. Dre, in the last three games, they're giving up 34 rushing yards per game in those three games against good teams that like to run the ball at times, too. They're averaging 3.3 yards per carry against the run. The Broncos, obviously, now they have no choice but to pound the rock and just keep pounding it and pounding it. Uh, and it's it, it's going to be some Kendall Hinton. It's going to be some uh, some Royce Freeman, who's the emergency quarterback. And mm -hmm. then I have to imagine it's just going to be straight up Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay yep. catching yep. the ball, doing straight up Wildcat. This yep. game and situation is wild. And, I mean, fits perfectly. Might as well bring in the Wildcat for it. Yeah, totally. I mean, you have to have Wildcat. I expect a lot of heavy sets, lots of two, three tight ends. We'll see a lot more of a fullback i mean <laughs> i i would not want to be pat Shermer right now and adjusting on the fly i mean are they thinking about this during practice today or are they still thinking well right we're still gonna have one of our three quarterbacks that we've been able to you know catch up on the playbook up till now dre the, dre this is how crazy it was in practice the the three quarterbacks were pulled so they started having like uh, quality control assist assistance on the team, take some snaps under center. And then they, they started to actually think about that seriously. But against NFL rules, they couldn't do that. And on top of that, Dre, some people are saying, uh, you know, there's Kaepernick's out there. There's some other people out there. Can't do it no matter who it is. Even if the Broncos would want to bring them in, the COVID-19 protocols right now, you have to test for six days once you're brought into the building before you can play. So let's say this game is postponed till tomorrow night, till Monday, right. till Tuesday. It don't matter. So, I mean, really, the, the way that we could see this is the game postponed till Monday or Tuesday, and they do allow the Broncos quarterbacks to come back. Uh, or we see a game where the Broncos are playing without a quarterback or – this really forces the NFL to do a week 18. And this, this Broncos situation is not isolated. I mean, we see what's right. going on with the, the, the Ravens. More tests keep coming out. Is that game even going to be able to be played on Tuesday? This could be something you would think that would almost force everything over the edge. Yeah, you're really right. Um, <laughs> the hands are tied here. This is of all the big kind of stories and adjustments we've had. You know, outside of when 
the COVID stuff was really starting to break. This is uh, as big as it gets. The Denver Broncos potentially not having a quarterback and the quarterbacks who they will have to use only being utilizable because they're bad enough at quarterback that they would never be in the quarterback room. I'm spewing nonsense and yet they are facts. Um, This is wild, but uh, Hey, Garrett Bowles better be on his a game uh, as a run blocker because as a pass protector, I don't think he'll be tested much. Yeah, you're you're exactly right, Andre. And let's talk about Garrett Bowles for a minute because Dre, he's now the Broncos' highest-paid offensive yeah. player. In fact, he's the he's he's the Broncos' highest-paid player that's on the active roster not right now with Von Miller being on the IR right. next year. If the Broncos do not keep Von Miller on that $25 million contract that he's slated to make, then Garrett Bowles just simply will be the highest-paid player on this team. And typically, the highest-paid player on a team, especially the highest-paid player on offense, is the quarterback. So I guess it's fitting that all of this news is coming down when the Broncos don't have a quarterback to play tomorrow. What do you think of Garrett Bowles getting a four-year, $68 million extension, $17 million per year, making him the fourth highest paid tackle in the NFL. What's the guaranteed money on that? Uh, I don't believe I've seen guaranteed money yet. I would think about two years. So roughly 34 million. Hey, it, it sounds steep at face value, but they had the cap and that's the running price for what's become this year an upper echelon left tackle. And, you know, I know he's grading out as the top left tackle in all of football, even if that's not true, because some of the best guys, Tyron Smith, for example, have been dealing with injuries. Even in a normal year, you're talking about a top five performer at the second most valuable position on offense, arguably the second most valuable position in all of football outside of maybe your like star edge rusher or depending on the scheme, maybe your number one lockdown corner. You know, we can debate the second most valuable position in football, but left tackles on that short list. Um, And, you know, Garrett Bulls has always been really athletic. He's always played pretty well and then would have massive lapses in judgment. He has eliminated those lapses. And now where we saw promise in pass protection, we're seeing a, a really clean player, and he's finally where I think he's made massive improvements this year isn't just as a pass protector, it's as a run blocker. He's really taken his game to the next level. That athleticism, that ability to get to the second level is really shining. He's channeling that nastiness that we knew he had coming out of Utah in between the whistles. He's doing it while squaring guys up, not holding them and doing all that stuff. His upper body and lower body, they're all aligned. Everything is working. They were small tweaks. But as soon as he made them, everything started clicking and he's playing really well. There will always be age concerns because, you know, for a guy in his fifth year, he's older. But still, I mean, you you can't argue this contract too much. And they probably got a mini bargain for what it would have been on the open market. I mean, Dre, how crazy is that? That Insane. the Broncos, it's not crazy to say that the Broncos could have got a bargain yeah. for Garrett Bowles. Just yeah. not, not even last year, Dre, six months ago. If you right. said that, you oh. would have said, what? I mean, that would have been the craziest thing of 2020. If you take a step right. back, it may be the craziest thing of 2020 because just earlier this year, the Broncos declined a fifth-year option. They said, we don't need to see anymore. We'll let him walk after this season. Now they're saying, oh, baby, we want you back. We want you back for a <laughs> lot 
of money. And you know what? We don't even need to see an entire year to do it. And it's pretty funny because earlier today, just around noon, we dropped a roundtable saying, who do you keep uh, between Garrett Bowles, Shelby Harris, and Justin Simmons? Uh, that Mace Ryan and I all said, if you had to franchise tag one, if you had to re-sign one to a long deal and you had to let one go, we all said you sign Justin Simmons up to a long-term deal. You franchise tag Garrett Bowles and you let Shelby Harris walk. Mm-hmm. And, and the reasoning to that was Garrett Bowles has done this incredible play for 10 games. And he has been one of the best tackles in this game for 10 games. Yep. I don't think that's a fluke at all. Um, but if you can make him prove it a second year, then yeah, yeah. What, why yeah. not do it? His price tag was already really, really high. But now, I mean, the highest paid tackle is going for 20 to $22 million. So if you wait till after next year to extend him, you're probably paying him $24 million. Like you, you aren't just making him one of the highest paid. You are making him the highest paid. So now you kind of get, you know, let, let's say he does play this way for the next two years. You get a $7 million discount for a couple of years on that deal. And Dre, like you said about the age concerns, this may be the only big contract that Garrett Bowles gets. Now, maybe he gets another one for, for two or three right. years after this deal, but entering 30 years old, the Broncos didn't lock him up to a six-year deal yeah. where they're, they're going to be handcuffed. This actually, in the $17 million per year and in the length, good deal by the Broncos. If yeah. he, of course, he doesn't have to play as well as he has been, but if he just plays close to it, good deal. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, he's fitting well in the Shermer scheme. You know, I know a lot of people will say Munchak, you know, I, this is Munchak's ba- big greatest tribute as what he's done um, in Denver. But I wouldn't put it all on Munchak either. I think that the Shermer schemes really utilizing him well and finding ways to utilize that whole old line. Well, you know, him and Reisner on the move. This has been a big part of the Broncos running game, having success this year. Um, so credit to Shermer for utilizing him that way. And I interesting. You, you mentioned the round table circling back to that. You don't think this puts the Broncos in a situation where they now have to choose that where they made a choice. They chose Garrett over Justin or Shelby Harris. Uh, that's a great, great point, Dre. And I don't think that's something that you can rule out yeah. that they yeah. that they did have to choose. And they got a deal with Garrett Bowles. I don't think anyone's saying that the Broncos are going to get a deal with Justin Simmons. I mean, th- yeah. there was maybe hope that they could have got a deal last year. And it was clear that Justin wanted to be the highest paid safety or one of the highest paid safeties. And the Broncos just wanted to make him, you know, a high paid safety. Right. So that, that's a fantastic point. And with, with escrow, as Mace would say, you guys can drink now that it's almost 6 p.m. <laughs> on this Saturday night, uh, with the escrow that they would have to put in and with the cap coming down, the Broncos are going to have a big cap hit with Garrett Bowles next year. And typically how the Broncos build these contracts is, is to have some hit up, for, especially since next year really when this contract kicks into place. So yeah, it, it, this isn't the best news for Justin Simmons right here. And this is the biggest contract that Elway has signed for a player mid-season. So just shows how crazy this is. And Dre, you made a very interesting point there that that I want to ask you further about. You said he fits with what Pat Shermer's doing. And to me, that says this is a big confidence boost to Pat Shermer. And there's been so many questions this season about, is Pat Shermer going to be another one-hit wonder for the Broncos coordinators? Mm -hmm. To me, I agree with what you're saying. 
I think this is a, a huge step for Pat Shermer being back next year, which is a huge step for Vic, Vic Fangio being back next year. Obviously, Garrett Bowles is going to be back next year. So when you take a look at all the layers, Elway's not going anywhere. I don't think Vic's going anywhere. I think the win last week helped a ton. And now this, I mean, this doesn't guarantee that Pat Shermer's back, but it helps that he's back because just like Mike, Mike Munchak's going nowhere, but especially because of this, yeah, it probably really helps that Shermer's not going anywhere. So now the biggest wild card is Drew Locke, and it comes back to the other news of the day. And, of course, Drew Locke uh, not being able to play tomorrow, which you need to see all these games. So, Dre, let me circle back uh, to, to the question of, do you think this really helps with, uh, with Pat Shermer's job safety? Yeah, I think that's an interesting point, um, though I'm sure there are some in Broncos country who if Pat doesn't find the right balance play calling with Kendall Hinton at quarterback, they won't be happy. Um, no, I kid, I kid. Um, uh, no, you. I mean, you're right. <laughs> I am right. People will be calling uh, for his head. <laughs> but isn't that the craziness? I mean, Pat Shermer, this will be the fourth quarterback he's had to deal with this season. We've had no offseason. You had no no rookie mini training camp. You had one month of actual training camp. Then your starter gets injured. I think you got to give him a pass. I think he's had enough of a track record in his previous stops. I think he's shown enough good signs in the good games um, that I think you need to stay the course with Pat Shermer. I think... This team is starved for continuity. They are starved for continuity on offense more than anywhere else. This offense is desperate for some continuity. Just the same language, the same playbook for the same group of guys for more than just like a brief six months, I think could really do this really, really young group so good. I mean, look, so much of the problem this year is you're basically starting a rookie center and a rookie quarterback. You want another new offense and you restart the clock on that all over again? No, no, no. Practice patience, practice continuity. I think that's the only course of action here. Um, but you know, I, I know that's not going to be the most popular opinion. I mean, holy smoke, Stray. You pointed it out. The Broncos, it was crazy enough that they started three different quarterbacks this year. Now, unless something changes, which it does not right. seem to happen, Broncos are going to be starting a fourth quarterback, not just in a year, but in their first 11 games of the season, holy smokes, absolutely crazy. And so, Dre, a question that I have to ask you is, before this game, before this news came out and the lines were still open, you could still get in on DraftKings Sportsbook. The line was right around six. Some were six and a half, some were five. Saints favored. Now all the lines are closed. What would be your guess that this line is when it opens up, if it ever opens up? I think I think the debate for better should really be can the Saints win this by over two touchdowns? I think 14 and a half is where we start to and then money might sway that all the way to 16, 16 and a half. Uh, it might open closer to 15, 15 and a half. Um, and I, I could be off by an entire touchdown, frankly. This could open at 18 and a half. But I think, yeah, we're, we're not talking until we're at least at a two-touchdown advantage for the Saints. It's sad to say, but what, what can you expect from the Broncos? I mean, there's no, the, who they're starting at quarterback is not someone who should be starting at quarterback, or they wouldn't be able to start at quarterback because they would be in that quarterback room. <laughs> right. Um, so 
like Kendall Hinton wasn't good enough to stay the quarterback at Wake Forest. So color me skeptical if I think he's going to light the New Orleans Saints on fire. And I think that's, I mean, all better should be kind of taking that into account. So yeah, I think 14 and a half at the very, at the very least, and probably 16 and a half where it settles in. Dre, I, w- I would color your sweatshirt before I colored you skeptical on that take because <laughs> I think you're 100% right. Uh, yeah, it, it has to be. Oh, 14 and a half, I think, is a fair place to start. And I think you're right. I think it'll creep closer to 20. Um, yeah. I wouldn't, I just simply wouldn't put money uh, on the Broncos, no matter what the mm-hmm. line is. I, I'm trying to think if it's 21. I still wouldn't put money. Now, history would say that you take the right. 21 and right. you're going to be safe, but history is also never seen something like this. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. uh, our, our producer, Kale, said that the last time a non-quarterback started at quarterback was in the 1960s. So literally, mm-hmm. we have not seen this happen. And if the game stays tomorrow as a 205 kickoff, and another reason why it may stay or why the NFL may be more inclined to have it stay is the Saints are in town. They are in Denver, Colorado right now. Now, it doesn't mean they can't put them on a plane tonight or tomorrow and just cancel the game, but that's probably another reason that the NFL wants to keep this. And also, don't forget, if the game is canceled straight up, not moved but canceled, no one gets paid. Players don't get paid on either team, so that is something to take into consideration. Uh, And this is just – this is absolutely crazy. So, predictions – do you think it gets played? And if so, when does it get played? Oh, man. I, I'm i going to say yes, this game gets played, but <laughs> not do. tomorrow. Dre, yeah. I think we may be looking at the Tuesday yeah. night double yes. header on yes. Tuesday. Man, and how, oh. how cool would that be? And uh, on top of this, what, how it could honestly maybe fit into the schedule is Broncos are playing the Chiefs next week on Sunday night. Now, I'm sure the Broncos would try everything in their power to say, that's not fair. Let's push it back to Monday or Tuesday night. But, I mean, wouldn't that be the same time difference from a Sunday game to a Thursday night game? I think it's the same number of days because you have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. You would have Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah, you would actually have an extra day. So, yeah, I mean, the NFL could could keep Mm. that the same. I mean, honestly, it'd be easier for them to prepare for the Sunday night game if one of these quarterbacks test negative, uh, you know, fingers crossed, of course, and thoughts and prayers with all those families. Uh, but and then it will be to prepare for a Tuesday night game, even with all the absurdity that they need to prepare here for. That's my guess as well. That's my guess as well. I think it's Tuesday. I think um, I think it definitely gets played. I, <laughs> If the NFL can avoid, they will try everything to avoid a week 18. And I, I, let's just say, I don't think the Bron- the four and six Broncos are at the top of their priority list. And on top of that, Dre, it's something that you mentioned earlier. I think that they'll say, mm-hmm. uh, we're, we'll help the Broncos out a little bit to try right. to make it fair. But you know what? We're not going to even the playing field mm-hmm. because we told the Broncos and every NFL team one week ago in all caps, you must wear a mask, and they were not doing that. So that's a reason to, you know, give them some room, but not right. all of the room possible. And, you know, earlier today, there was big news coming out of Saints camp that they were going to be without their left tackle who tested positive. They're all pro left tackle who tested positive for COVID, and their left guard was already ruled out. So at the beginning of today, we're thinking, oh, my goodness, look at this. <laughs> right. Look at this. Maybe that line should be closer to three. Maybe the Broncos will pull off this upset. And now you have it where um, 
it doesn't really matter that the Saints are without their left left side of their offensive line because the Broncos aren't aren't just without their quarterback. They're without their backup quarterback. They're without their third string quarterback. They're without their practice squad emergency quarterback. This is this is wild. It is wild. I mean, yeah. And what it you know, if anything were to happen to Kendall Hinton or Royce Freeman, then you're really like, what what's happening? Cushionberry's just gonna take direct snaps and like try to fall over for a yard. I mean, that that might be a better game plan than anything else you have available to you. You know what's you know what's hilarious, Dre, is about ten days. No, was it a? I guess it was two weeks ago when Drew Brees got hurt. Uh, A lot of people in Broncos country were saying, "Okay, Broncos are going to play Jameis Winston. Mm -hmm. That that may not be easy. It may be a four pick game. You never know." And then about ten days ago, we find out that Taysom Hill, Taysom Mm -hmm. Hill. A wide receiver is going to be playing quarterback for them, you know, and, and maybe Broncos have a chance now. Let's see. Yeah. And then, you know, he goes out, puts together a solid game, but people still saying Broncos are going to face a, you know, a wide receiver turned quarterback. Now the Broncos are literally going to be playing with a wide receiver, not yeah. turned quarterback, just a wide receiver or running back at quarterback. I mean, how crazy this is. Yeah. Yeah, and there's no way around it. These are the protocols, so there's no way around it. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, doesn't matter. That's what the Broncos got to figure out. That's the deal. That's uh, that's 2020 for you. And back to the betting, I wouldn't advise any betting, as you said, because it's truly betting. No one knows what to expect. <laughs> there, yes. Expect the unexpected. There's truly nothing you can expect out of this one. In some way, that makes it fun. For us who don't have to suit up and put our bodies on the line, it also makes it scary, um, and all that makes it a little exciting. So we shall see. So, Dre, the last time I talked about an over or under was back in week four, and I said that the under was a lock against the Jets, and that couldn't have been more wrong as both teams pretty much hit the, uh, the over by themselves. So I don't want to say that this is a lock, but oh my gosh, whatever the under is, I would think that that is going to hit with two good defenses playing mm. really hot right now, going up against something else. But yeah, you're warning me. I like your thinking on this one. <laughs> I like your thinking a lot on that one. That's a that's a freebie from your Zach Stevens right there. That's literally, smart advice, my friend. That's smart advice. Take that one to the bank. I literally think I said that. Take this to the <laughs> bank. It's free money. Yeah, and yeah. someone took it to the bank and uh, said, Zach, what did you do to me on this <laughs> game? So, you know what? Maybe have a couple of drinks tonight and think that's the wise uh, decision. <laughs> yeah. But who knows if lines are even out tonight, Dre. No, right now, uh, they're not. Right now they're and, not. Whew, I mean, thank you, Dre, so much for joining me on this. Yeah, I bet. just, I, I had to get this out. Yeah. Really appreciate you being my emergency. Uh, and holy cow, thank you all so much for joining us tonight on yep. this emergency pod. Uh, we'll be keeping you up to date on yep. Twitter. Follow Dre at uh, Andre Simone. Follow me, Zach Stevens, DMVR. And of course, we'll have the tailgate live tomorrow morning, 9.30 a.m. on YouTube. Anywhere you find live, we'll be out with that. Thank you guys so much for rolling with us on what is seriously one of the craziest days I can remember with Broncos news. And we'll see what happens next. But thank you guys so much for tuning in with us on your Saturday night.
makes me return. 